You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pacers fans, it is Wednesday, which means it is Draft Wednesday, and we can get right into the injury updates from practice today after we talk about Draft, but I always talk about Draft because your chances of winning real money on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites because it's a snake draft, and the pros can't just use their fancy-schmancy Excel sheets and download a bunch of lineups and just win all the money. You can get on Draft, you put in however much money you want, Drafts happen all the time, every second, and you can win and get paid the next day. It's literally the best way to do it. It. Drafts can be done in under five minutes, so literally any free time you can do it. They have an app, they have a website, it's perfect. And if you want to win a free entry into a real money draft to try it out for the first time, when you make your first deposit, insert the promo code LOPACERS and you'll win that free entry into a real money draft. That's right, free entry into a real money draft with the code LOPACERS, but it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it. They're offering Locked On Pacers listeners a money back guarantee up to 100 bucks. That's with the code LOPACERS at checkout just search draft in your app store or go to draft.com we promise you'll love it that's lo pacers enjoy the drafts support the pod it's the best combo but let's talk about some of the injury stuff at practice today all right guys so as you just heard in the intro i was at practice again today and given the sheer amount of injury stuff going on for the pacers I think it's good to let you hear from, uh, you know, from McMillan, from DeMontas, and from Turner exactly what's going on with them and what the injury situation is. So uh, I think the first guy to start with is very clearly Glenn Robinson the third. He's finally uh, back. Well, not back, but he is more back from his injury. He's easing into practice. When I got there today, he and Lance Stevenson were, were doing a three-point shooting drill, and he was knocking down quite a few from the wing. Uh, compared to last week when I was there, he has some more left on his jumper, but still not as much as he had in the past when, when you know you see him in games and whatnot, so I think he's still about one or two weeks away, but he looks pretty good from that jumper, but let's hear what McMillan had to say about you know easing him back in so far. How has Glenn looked at these practices? You know, you see him over there trying to uh, just knock some of the rust off, you know, so uh, he's starting to do some live work, not full court. Everything is still in the half court, and, uh, you know, each day we see improvement. So as you heard him say, you know we were uh, we were watching all we were all watching Glenn Robinson scrimmage with some of the the not team guys, but let the practice guys the Pacers have hired off to the side. So that's why he you know looked over at him and paused for a bit. But yeah, he looks like he you know is is easing back in. He looks like he's ready to go. And it was nice to hear Nate say too that you know they have him at least scrimmaging and, and doing five on five things, even if it is just in the half court. He's getting close. So you know I think he's going to have to get in game shape by playing full court. But that's a nice step. Uh, the second guy to talk about, and this one is going to be much, much, much more short and sweet, is DeMontis Sabonis, who took a hard fall and somehow uh, did not hurt his wrist. It looked like he hurt it really bad, but I asked him about it, and he made it very clear that his wrist is not hurt. How's the wrist? Oh, he's doing good. He's doing good. good yeah. So that was the easiest uh, questioning process of the day. He said, you know, his wrist is fine. He did, was a full participant in practice. He, he had no limitations. Pat Boylan made me laugh. He was commenting, you know, or, yeah, not Pep Boylan. Wheat Hotchkiss made me laugh because he was commenting, you know, how do these guys get hurt like that and they're just immediately good to go the next day? You know, it's it's unbelievable how quick these guys recover. But DeMontis appears to be good to go, and he will definitely be playing tonight against the Heat. But someone who is questionable, and you might have heard by now what he actually is. Turns out Miles Turner got hurt on that really awesome dunk that you saw from him early in the game against the Bucks. Um, when I got to practice, he was in the weight room. And then when he came out on the court, he shot every single shot like 
like three pointers and in the paint, everything was left-handed. And I, I know the left-handed shooting shots was a joke, but I still wanted to ask him about it. He's not actually ever going to shoot lefty, but it was, it was funny to see. And I, and you know, he talked a lot about his injury and why he did the lefty things when I talked to him about it. So just take a listen to what Miles had to say. Miles, how are you feeling? What up, bro? Doing all right. Good. How much did you practice today? Uh, I just did love weights today. That's about okay. it. So you're shooting some lefties. Are you going to bring that into games in the future? Uh, no, man. I'm sticking <laughs> my right hand. <laughs> When did, uh, when did it happen last night? Uh, after that dunk um, in the first quarter, uh, something just didn't feel right afterwards, so uh, uh, it bothered me a little bit, so I had to play through it. So you heard him say, it too, that he played through it, so maybe that aggravated it a bit more, and I'm still not sure if he'll play against the Heat tonight. Nate didn't really know either. Uh, you know, Neither of them sounded too optimistic, but nobody ruled it out, so it's certainly a possibility depending on how that elbow of his feels today. Side note, I thought it was really funny he called it the dunk, too. Like We all knew the exact play he was talking about when he said it, but he was very uh, you know, open to talking about it, which was nice, and, and given that we didn't hear a ton about it after that game, it was nice to get some clarity on what's going on, but... It doesn't sound like it will be something too lingering. Maybe keep him out for a game or two. So be on, just be on the lookout for news about him as, uh, as the day goes along. But that's where he's at. But uh, they do, in fact, play tonight. They play that, uh, that Miami Heat team that they've already played twice. They lost 114-96 in the first meeting, and they won 120-95 in the second meeting. So let's do a little preview of that game against the Heat. So let's talk about the Heat a little. Uh, that first time they played when the Heat won by 18, the Pacers were on a back-to-back and in Miami, and Miles Turner didn't play. So that game is tougher to analyze than their second game when Miles Turner and Hassan Whiteside both did play. They both didn't play in the first one. They both did play in that second one, and the Pacers just blew them out the door in Miami this time. And ironically, well, not ironically, it was Turner's best game of the entire season. So let's dive into this one. The Heat currently sit at, I believe, 22-17. and 17. They just won a crazy game in Toronto last night on a Wayne Ellington buzzer beater. They are 27th in pace, 23rd in offense, and 12th in defense. And, you know, like Detroit almost, they kind of just grind you to a halt and hope that their defense can beat you. You know, recently Josh Richardson, one of their small forwards, has really rounded into form. He's been shooting uh, the lights out this season uh, since the last time they played especially, I think his three-point percentage, yeah, has risen from like 27% to over 35% now on the air. And he's such a good defender that he's really effective on the wing. But let's talk about that second game they played so we can see what the Pacers will need to focus on doing again to get this win. Uh, Turner, like I said, his best game of the season. If you recall, he was on fire in the first quarter. He finished the game with 25 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, and he was a game-high plus 30 so what they were doing a lot of, and we talked about this in our weekly preview, is the Heat and their coach Eric Spolstra love the you know the analytics part of the game now, and they do a nice job of trying not to or trying to allow mid-range shots because they're statistically the worst shot in basketball. But the Pacers have the mid-range marksman, one of the league leaders in shooting from mid-range, Miles Turner. So they would just run a pick and pop, and Hassan Whiteside can't defend in space, and uh, Spolstra wouldn't let him come up. To, to guard him so Turner would just have wide open looks from his favorite spots wherever he wanted them on the pick and pop or in the pick and roll or on some you know he slipped a few screens too because he's faster than Whiteside and he would just pop out on the elbows and all his shots were falling he was 11 for 14 like I already said so it was, it's really going to be there for them and I'm assuming it will be again although uh, Whiteside did not close the game 
tonight in against Toronto, they actually had Bam at a bio in, so maybe you'll see more Bam and less him. But either way, you know, Turner can have a good game in that in that capacity. Bojan had one of his best games of the year too last time. He was six for ten from three. And uh, you know, they just had him running around. He hit a lot in transition, taking ten threes, you know, he only takes them when he's open, so that that's that's good for him. And he also was guarding Deion Waiters and Josh Richardson at portions. Uh, Josh Richardson was seven of thirteen waiters was over 10 so uh they did a nice job on the wing defense oladipo not his best game only 6 of 15 uh in 34 minutes a plus 21 but you know when turner's feeling it that much and boyan's feeling it that much victor didn't even need to shoot as much as he normally does to keep the team where he was but my focus will be you know on keeping the turnovers down they had 12 last time which is a little high for what you'd think given that they won by 25, but they're going to need to keep the turnovers down. Uh, you know, Oladipo had four himself, and if Richardson guards him, you know, he's, he's going to be very prone to those because Richardson's such a good defender. And, uh, you know, keep hitting the glass, especially against Whiteside. I think they tied in rebounds in this one, or they were close to it. So, you know, Domas had 10, but no one else had more than seven. And I know that uh, the, the joke that Domas told me at practice was the reason he doesn't get rebounds is because of Lance. But if Lance is swarming in and swooping rebounds in this game, I'm okay with it just because I feel like the Heat are going to be way stronger on the glass. On the second unit, last time these two teams played, that was the first game where McMillan went to that eight-man rotation, if you'll recall, where it was just Corey, Lance, and Sabonis. Joe Young and uh, Poitras and Leaf played in garbage time, but they were not actually an integral part of the rotation. However, now, you know, maybe you'll see more Young and Leaf because they've been getting a lot more run, and, and they've both looked actually okay recently. So it's going to be interesting to see how those guys match up, you know. Uh, the Heat are kind of decimated by injuries, so the second unit might actually be an opportunity for the Pacers to have a big game in this one. You know, like we talked about on our weekly our weekly pod, uh, you know, they're going to be without Magruder still. Deion Waiters looks like he's not going to play, or Carl White is not going to play. Justice Winslow is still not going to play. And then tonight in their game against the Raptors, James Johnson threw a punch on Serge Ibaka, so he'll probably be suspended. So their four situation is, is Kelly Olenek and then nobody, and... You know they're they're a little decimated on the wing without Winslow. You know they're gonna and they're gonna probably have to start Tyler Johnson. It's gonna be very odd to see and wait no waiters. You know it's gonna be very very odd to see who starts for this team and they're gonna be very 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 short off the bench. I think you're gonna see some of their two way guys. You know maybe Derek Walton Jr. Uh, will have to step in and play in this game. Uh, they're gonna have to contain Wayne Ellington. He was seven to twelve from three last time they played. That's his mo. He has a crazy crazy high three point attempt rate. So when he's in the game, they're gonna have to make sure. They're keeping a guy glued to him because he's high energy and likes to shoot the three. I think that's a great matchup for Lance. Just have Lance chase him around the perimeter all game long, and you know that'll solve all those problems. But I think this one's going to be interesting because the series, season series is tied at one one, and both games are blowouts. Just to see what adjustments the coaches do make. Um, you know, maybe they do have a plan for Turner on those short rolls and pops to be, you know, to stop him. I don't, I don't know what it would be because, you know, if they bring an extra rotation from Josh Richardson, then Bojan's going to have a good look and they don't have some guy, they have some guys in their starting lineup who don't normally start. So they're not going to be as quick on their rotations and Dragic can't leave Collison. You know, Collison was dishing out dimes. He had 10 assists in their last game and he's actually been very effective on offense all year long. So and Vic didn't even have a good game. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of adjustments Miami tries to make in this one uh, to try to to try to steer the game back in their favor. As for the Pacers making adjustments, like I said, uh, Wayne Ellington, keeping him off the three-point line as much as you can 
it's basically impossible, but you just have to try your hardest to make sure that he's not getting good looks because he's super money and he's great at getting his shots. Keeping Whiteside off the glass, I talked about already too. You know, he only had seven rebounds in that first game, but he only played 22 minutes. And if you'll recall, last season, Whiteside had 60 rebounds in the three games the teams played against each other. So... You know he can do it. They just have to do a great job of shutting it down. And then freeing up Bojan on Josh Richardson, if they can do that. You know, I think those those are the keys that I'll be looking for. If they can do all or some of those things, I think they have not just a good chance of winning, but a great chance. You know, the Heat are on a back-to-back and very decimated by injuries and suspensions. So, you know, things look good for the Pacers in this one. And I'm going to predict that they win this game by 15 points. But we'll have to see when it happens. And we will recap the game on Thursday for you guys. Tweet it out on our Twitter at LockedOnPacers. You can follow me at TEastNBA. I tweet all the stuff that I, you know, get from practice, including some funny nuggets that I couldn't include in this because it was a game preview, but, you know, maybe some other time. But we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm Tony East with the Indy Westside Indianapolis Community News. We will be back tomorrow to recap this Heat game.